Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom. Knowledge applied in daily life becomes wisdom. So this is the knowledge about the Supreme, applying which in my life I can get the infinite happiness which I am seeking. That's why the Gnana Vignana Yoga. We have seen in last few chapters, Bhagwan has emphasized that you must make your mind devoted to me. You offer everything to me. But our conundrum is we do not know him to whom we have to align ourselves. So the quest in this chapter is to give us a glimpse of who that Supreme is. I cannot fall in love with someone I do not know. You know, that Hindi song says, Kal tak jo bega ne the, janmo ke meet Kal, till yesterday, they were strangers. She was stranger, rather, I would say. Now that I know about her and find commonalities, I admire all her qualities. Janmo ke meet her. Now, she is like love of my life. But till I did not know her, she was a stranger. Bhagwan is same way. Devotion to him is only possible if we identify with him. Otherwise, it's all lip service. You know? So you have to know who the Bhagwan is and then identify with him. And then only we can be devoted to him. So therefore, this chapter now takes us one step at a time and gives us our relationship to him. In my life, I know two things very clearly. I exist and the world exists. That I can vouch for. I exist, and everybody who is giving me trouble exists in this world. No question about it. But then I also think that there is a third entity exists who creates this interaction between I and the world, and we call it Bhagwan. But we have no clue about him. So we have now actually divided our world into three parts. I, the world, and the creator who created this world. And we keep all three completely separate. I am completely independent of this world. The world is completely independent of me. And Bhagwan is even further away from these two. I in the world, I have developed a relationship. I know how to deal with it, what the problems are. But how Bhagwan interacts with it is I do not know. So this chapter gives us a relationship with these three. I, the world, and the Bhagwan himself. So the very first thing we have seen is he says, I have this eightfold manifest prakriti. So as we have discussed, our disease have nothing to go by in their quest for truth. Is the world they lived in, in their own self. To observe the world around them and to observe how they themselves react with it. 
So the first thing they found is in this world, everything is made up of five basic elements. Obviously, they didn't have a super collider to break it apart. So they're basically bhumihe, solid matter. Apaha, water. Analaha, fire. Kham, avayuhu, air. And space. This five, everything is made up of this five. The inert world they knew was made up of this five elements. So they could, these are the rudimentary elements of which everything is made up of. But then they realized that from the inert to sentient, there's progression of things which are added. The difference between inert and the sentient is the mind and intellect. And then the identification, the I exist. So they came to the conclusion that even these three are the product of the same five elements in their basic rudimentary state of existence before they grossify, which becomes apparent to my senses. Gross elements are apparent to my senses. I can feel the solid matter, water, air, fire, and perceive space. This five also made my mind intellect, because this mind and intellect are coming to existence because of the perception of the world outside. Therefore, it cannot be any different in the world outside. So this is, Bhagwan said, is my astada prakriti. This is the eightfold manifest prakriti. The Rishis came to the conclusion that the world and I are not different from each other. I am part of the world because you are world for me and I'm world for you. Therefore, we are part of the world. But then there got to be something other than this which makes this interaction, this creation possible. So therefore, Bhagavan said, other than this lower prakriti of mind, there is the higher prakriti, which makes all this thing possible. From this one singularity, the whole plurality came out. We have seen in our life that things just change the state of its existence, but in its essence it remains the same. Our standard example is water becomes ice, then melts and becomes water again, temperature changes, it becomes water vapor. It continues to change the state, but the basic ingredients remain the same. But there's something which makes all these three states possible. In our high school chemistry says that H2O. So the Rishis came to the conclusion that there is something other than what meets the eye, which makes this world possible, and they call it Purusha. That's the conscious principle, the consciousness itself, at my own level, the observation of my own self is this cross body is made up of the five elements. My mind and intellect are subtle instrument with which I transact with this world. But all these are not of any value if I am not alive. So that other is my life principle, the consciousness itself. And now what is my relationship? Mattaha parataram na anyat kinchit asti dhananjaya. We have seen the entire world is made up of this one entity, which has the eightfold manifestation. There is nothing other than this. Bhagavan has said that, know that all the beings come out of this one entity, which is this eightfold manifestation. In other words, in this world we cannot find anything which is other than this five. 
everything we analyze have this five elements in it. So therefore, it must be the source of all of them has to be one and the same because the ingredients are same. And now he says there is nothing other than the source of all this manifest world. Mattaha parataram na anyat kinchi dasti Because our question was, okay, the world was created by the creator, by him becoming the, the efficient cause and the material cause. To create something, you have to have two causes. Efficient cause, the knowledge to create, and material to create. We know he was the efficient cause for the universe, but what was the material cause? He has to have material to create this universe. And we have this argument about, okay, he got it from X, X got it from Y, just like I as an architect, when I create something, there's a contractor who buys material, but from where, some laws, we go to laws and say, where do you get materials from our suppliers? And we can continue that inquiry for this universal creator, where did you get the material? And you can continue to say, okay, God X got it from God Y, and God Y got it from God Z. But in the end, we have to say that hypothesis is not correct. God always had the material to create this universe. That material cannot be anything other than his own self. Only thing I have which I have never acquired, stolen or borrowed is my own self. Therefore, God also must have created this universe out of his own self. Therefore, when he created this universe, there was nothing other than his self, and the world came out of his own creation, out of his own self. Therefore, see, mattaha parataram na anyat kinchit asti dhananjaha. There is nothing beyond me. I created the world out of my own self. There was nothing else but me. Mai sarvam idam protam sutre mani gana eva. So what is our relationship with him? And what is my relationship with the world? I am strung in him. I am connected to him because I am nothing but his own manifestation, his own self. He created me out of his own self. So I cannot be other than his own self. But then he said, everything else also I have created out of my own self. So everything in a being that I can come across in my life is nothing but his own manifestation. So my relationship to the world is I am created by Bhagwan out of his own self and everything else is created by Bhagwan own self. So we are connected that way. But what is our connection? Mai protam sutre mani eva. Just as the cluster of gems are strung into a thread. So thread is something common. But thread is not seen by us when you look at the necklace. So what is common is our consciousness is common in us, which is not visible, which is not manifest. My thoughts are manifest. My ideas can be manifest. My gross body is manifest. But the life in me is unmanifest. And therefore when it leaves, we don't know where it goes. Where it came, we don't know. Where it goes, we don't know. Because we are trying to understand and perceive the self through our senses. Our sense has limitations. We can only detect few things through our senses. If there's smell in this room, I'll notice it. If there is a temperature change in this room, I'll notice it. But right now, there are all the radio waves and what are the new waves we have with our cell phones? 
are all bombarding right now. There are messages coming to me, messages coming to her, messages, but we are not pursuing them right now. But as soon as I turn my phone on, they will all be downloaded. So right now my senses have limitations that I cannot see all those broad waves and microwaves which are in this room. Bhagavan said, my presence is very much there in everywhere, but you do not see it. But I am the common thread among all things and beings. So we typically thought that my consciousness is different than yours, yours is different than his. He said, no, that one thing is common among all of us. Same consciousness makes me alive, it makes you alive, and he alive, and she alive. Same consciousness pervading all throughout making all beings who they are. Sentient being sentient and inert being, inert thing, inert. But the same consciousness makes them who they are. I support all this jagat. Dharayate. I give the dharma to all beings. Whatever they are, I give them that quality to be that thing or a being. Mai sarvamidam protam sutre maniganava. So the one thing common in us, that consciousness is stringing all things in being. So even though I think I'm an island by myself, I am independent. I don't need anybody. I am a self-made man. But once there's nothing like self-made man. It's just an illusion. For even a self-made man has to take so much support from so many people. I build a successful company. I say, I made it myself. No, no. If your employees walk away tomorrow, your company is zero. What is the value of a company? The most valuable assets of a company is the people. If they walk away, strike is the biggest weapon they have. So Bhagavan said, no, there is nothing. Everyone is connected with each other. And every action you perform will affect this entire universe. You see, if I don't recycle, what's the big deal? In Hendrika County, everybody recycles. If I don't do it, what's the big deal? He said, no, if everybody thinks that way, the story about Akbar and Birbal, Akbar said that in my kingdom, everybody is very honest. People say, we can find out very easily. If they have, so we're going to order tomorrow that everyone has to take one gallon of milk and put it in that big pond they have created. And then they put a white cloth over it. So everybody thought everybody is going to put a gallon of milk, my gallon of water. Nobody is going to notice it. Next day, they take out the cloth and there's nothing but water into that, whatever that contained there. Because as long as I think that my actions are of no value, then I will not be motivated to do it. Or Bhagavan said, no, each one of you is strung in me like that gem in a necklace. One affects the other. Raso aham apsukam theya prabha asmi sasishurya pranabaha sarva vedeshu sabdaha ke paurusam rasu. Now he gives the examples of how to now see that supreme in all things and being? What makes that thing or a being what it is, is the very presence of the Lord. As I said, somebody asked Raman Maharshi, Western report, and said, can you show me God? And Raman Maharshi said, of course I can show He said, show me. He started bending his finger. He said, do you see God? The guy said, no, I see you bending a finger. I said, no, I'm not bending it. God in me is bending this finger. If he goes away, I can't bend my finger. That's the presence of God, he said. So anything and everything I see, if I start relating it to God, 
I change my perception, I change my paradigm how I see the world. I change my drasti. That's why Bhagavan gave Arjuna Divya drasti later in the Bhagavad Gita. Divya drasti does not mean anything but a change of perspective view of the world. The way I see the world, I start seeing it differently. So now when I see anything, I see his presence. Raso aham apsukaunteya. I am that liquidity, that taste in all that is water, the liquid. What makes water water? Bhagavan said is me. Prabha asmi shashi suryaha. And the brilliance in the sun and moon is me. Pranavaha sarva vedeshu. In all Vedas, I am the Pranamaha Om, Omkar. That the primordial sound. All sound generates out of this three primordial sound. A, U, Ma. Any language in the world, you take this three out, the language does not exist. So there's a primordial sound. So A is the sound of a creation. It generates in your throat. U lingers in your mouth and ma, you have to close your mouth, ma, then it's the dissolution. So you say, I'm in the Vedas, all the knowledge of the Vedas, of the creation, sustenance and destruction, I am the indicator of that. It is there because of me, the creation, sustenance and destruction. Sabdaha khe, I'm the sound in space. The space is perceived by sound. Sound only can travel in space. So, therefore, here it says, I am the sound in the space. Paurusam Rasu, I am the manhood in man. All the strength the people attribute to man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he can only be Arnold Schwarzenegger as long as he is alive. A dead Arnold cannot kick anybody. So, I am the strength in strong. Punyo Gandaha Prithivyam. And I am that sweet fragrance, the sacred fragrance of earth. Chattijasmi Asmi Vibhavasa and the brilliance in the fire. Jivanam Sarva Bhuteshu and the life in all the beings. Tapascha Asmi Tapasvishu and the austerity in austere. In other words, whatever makes that thing or a being, the dharma of that thing or a being, as we have learned before, Dharma is that which upholds my existence, the state of existence is my Dharma. As long as sugar is sweet, it is sugar. If it is not sweet but looks like sugar, feels like sugar, put it in my mouth, it's salty, it's not sugar. A real joke happened in our family. My grandmother was living with my uncle and there was a Gupta a North Indian friend. He was also living with them. So one day Guptaji came first. Grandma's cooked food. Asked Guptaji, Gupta, is there a mito? Dal mein meetha hai ke nahi? Gujarati trying to speak Hindi. So Gujarati, dal mein meetha hai ke nahi? Guptaji, pure Hindi speaking. So he understood what meetha is. The Mataji, meetha to hai hi nahi. That means there is no sweet in the dal. So Mataji put more mito. Mito in Gujarati is salt. <laughs> my mama comes and says what happened to you today why do I have he says Guptaji says there is no mitha in it mitha for him if it is not sweet it is not mitha 
For my grandma, if it is not salt, it's not meat. That which makes the thing what it is, is sugar is sugar as long as it's sweet. Salt is salt as long as it is salty. Whatever makes things what it is, Bhagavan says, that's me. You can only be who you are, what you are, as long as I'm present. My presence is gone, you're not who you are. But they will stop here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschidukha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om